Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen uh, for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Uh, we got Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process simply by going to WilsonCountyHyundai.com or seeing them in Lebanon. Uh, don't forget, uh, uh, you also get the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at FBHP.com. So the Titans out by the Bengals. Most thought the Bengals would be out via the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, the fourth AFC title game in a row in Kansas City. BetMGM and everybody else had it at a seven and a half point spread via the Chiefs. The Chiefs get out to a 21-13 lead, and then it stayed 21 for a long time for Kansas City, and Joe Burrow chopping away at that lead, and the Bengals' defense turning over Mahomes a couple times, then stealing a, a possession there at the end of the half. And now Joe Burrow with a with a with a huge performance in the AFC title game, running for first downs in key moments, a couple touchdown passes, one to Jamar Chase on a fade that was huge, and Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl in just his second year in the NFL, barely two years removed from being a national champion at LSU. Pretty incredible story about what he's been able to do with Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, and getting a, a, a franchise that has not won a playoff game in over 30 years to rip off three straight in a row is pretty crazy. No, it's an incredible story, and you know the story's not over. You know Matthew Stafford has a lot to prove, and Joe Burrow has a lot to prove for this season at least. But the NFL loves this, and you know I, I think – for yesterday's game, you know, at halftime, and, and that was all the halftime. Well, you couldn't hear the halftime show in CBS uh, because of how loud it was for the concert, but you did hear the reports coming back from the uh, of halftime in the beginning of the third quarter talking about, you know, they'd both been there before. It was the exact same way of 11 points that the Chiefs were up the last time they faced later in the season. And the Bengals came back and won. Now, that was a high-scoring affair. This one, not it, the game kind of slowed down because obviously a lot more was on the line. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs let the Bengals back into it. And I thought halftime adjustments by Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals, that was very, very impressive. Because as you mentioned, Jamar Chase was obsolete, really, in the first two quarters. And they started, as Tony Romo mentioned, putting guys in motion, finding soft zones, not letting them double because of their scheme. So I I thought the Bengals did a very good job to get back into that football game. And, you know, because of all of the swirling, we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes later on in the show, but because of all of, you know, Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes and the Chiefs being a story over the last several years, right? People like new things, right? And Joe Burrow and Joe Cool and the gang are brand new. And I think, I think the majority of people yesterday watching the NFL that were just NFL football fans, and there's millions and millions of them, I feel like they were cheering for Joe Burrow because the Chiefs, we've just seen it there before. And the storyline that I mentioned with uh, Brittany and Jackson. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of uh, fatigue there, and uh, a couple things I saw here. As you bring up Tony Romo, uh, Ben says Tony Romo has quickly become the worst broadcaster in prime time. I, I don't think he's the worst because there's a lot of bad out there, but Tony Romo definitely had some bad moments towards the end of that game. And then Garrett says Burrow and the Bengals got bailed out by the refs not calling illegal formation, having nine men in line of scrimmage to get that first down. Hey, you just have to have seven. <laughs> you can have more. It's just if you're covered up, you can't go up for a route. So you can have you can have as many out there if you want to. You just have to have at least seven. And if you're covered in the line, you can't move or go out for a route there. So that's not correct there, Garrett. Uh, but Zach, the Bengals getting the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody really knew this was going to happen at the beginning of the season. Nobody really thought about this. At Did the you bet? Wait, wait, time out. This is the problem because I bet 16 out of 32 teams on my free Monday $10 bet. Yeah. I don't have the Bengals. Do you? I uh, did it last week at plus 800, so I at least got a little bit in there. <laughs> uh, a little bit of juice, right? Yeah, I got a little bit of last week's Monday free bet, uh, plus 800 for the Bengals. So, yeah, I, I tried to, like, oh, crap, I better do something. Just yeah, Imagine if we would have done that. Well, lesson learned, right, for next yeah. season. Yeah, but not a lot definitely. of people believed or, or even thought, especially at the beginning of the year, that since he could even be in this position, it's wild. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And – so now you have the Rams, right? You have the Rams that beat the Niners, and I think the NFL would rather have the Rams there than Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers because there's way more sex appeal to the L.A. Rams with the superstars they have. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, Odell. you got Aaron Donald and a bunch of other big names for the L.A. Rams, especially with it being in SoFi. But, Zach, do you think the NFL likes having the Bengals against the Rams more than Mahomes against the Rams? Yes. And I'll okay. tell you why. I think they like both of these teams. Now, here's the unique. This is the pay it forward mentality. In business, and Austin, we run our own business. And I always tell you and everybody else, I'm not thinking about today. I'm thinking about three months, six months, a year from now of what do we need to be working on to make A to Z sports bigger and better than ever. Roger Goodell is no different. Now, the NFL working a little with a, a little bit more uh, of a budget than A to Z sports as of now. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're thinking about Joe Burrow, and they're thinking about their L.A. market. The San Francisco 49ers, and, and you saw it not only in the last week of the season, but also yesterday, the 49ers faithful has been dominant of a fan base for a very, very long time. But the NFL is trying to build a new fan base. And the L.A. Rams, with their brand-new stadium, their new jerseys, their new quarterback, their star-studded cast, their young head coach, they love that. Goodell loves that, especially because the Super Bowl is going to be in L.A. And, Austin, I believe that they love even Cincinnati being in the Super Bowl. because of I, you, And you said it, the word is correct, fatigue. I think NFL fans – have a little bit of KC fatigue. We've seen Mahomes. We've seen him win. We've seen him lose. Now, Joe Burrow, which we know and, and is a known commodity based on his LSU season, which I think is the greatest college football season ever. Alabama had a really, really good one in COVID year, but they only played 10 games, right? But, yeah. but that season was very memorable because you had the star-studded cast and you had – Coach O and Joe Burrow, very likable characters. I think the NFL wanted Cincinnati to win. It's not the biggest market, but it is a new emerging quarterback. And, and Austin, I don't know the two guys that you're going to compare, 
But in the hierarchy of the NFL and QBs, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was last Monday, a week ago, talking about the Titans need to get that elite quarterback to get over the hump. That's what you need to do. Tannehill ain't it. I, I now truly believe that Tannehill ain't it. The problem is, as we figured out, there's only about six. There's only about six elite quarterbacks. Joe not, Burrow, let's make it seven because Joe Burrow is one of them. And Joe Burrow <laughs> has the opportunity, and I think did. He took that, that crown from Deshaun Watson, who was on a four-win team and then this year has sat out because of legal troubles. That he, We all thought it was Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson, right? Those were the big three in the AFC that you were going to have to worry about for years to come. Now, all of a sudden, Deshaun goes away, and Joe Burrow emerges as this new, just, you know, lifeblood of an AFC that Roger Goodell loves, and the NFL absolutely loves. And they're going to showcase... The, the Cincinnati Bengals on the biggest stage to a whole new group of fans, Austin. Do you remember when they played the 49ers in the Super Bowl? No. no, you don't. And nobody remembers the Bengals actually winning playoff games that is of any age that is not like 40 to 50. This is the younger fan base getting to know the Cincinnati Bengals, those badass helmets. And a likable team. Yeah, well, and, and, a, and a likable quarterback. Because you know what Joe Burrow does? Joe Burrow brings in younger fans because of how he carries himself and the confidence uh, that, that border is borderline arrogant, but it works. And it gets stuff done uh, right there, too. All right, it is eSports here live on this Monday. So, Zach, I, I don't disagree with what you said. I think Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes is going to be around next year, and the Chiefs will be one of the one of the you know the top five highest odds to win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl Fifty Seven in twenty twenty three. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know where that one's being played, but the Chiefs are are going to be back, right? They're going to be back in the mend of things, and now you add a new superstar to the game, which is Joe Burrow. So Zach, I think Joe Burrow, who is now in the Super Bowl in his second year. Could take a, he's at a fork in the road, right? He could go left and go where one Hall of Fame quarterback has gone, or he could go right, which is, he wants to go right. He wants to go right because he could be like another massive Hall of Fame quarterback. But we'll talk about which uh, path Joe Burrow can, can take, both Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but which one is he more like and what that means uh, for the Super Bowl. But real quick, let me tell you guys, about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust. We were there last week. Uh, Jack and I were there in Franklin at their facility where they have over a dozen doctors who specialize in literally any joint injury you could possibly have. Also, satellite campuses, Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville. So check it out at boneandjointtn.org. Yeah, also, don't forget BetMGM. That is who we're powered by. If you, you did, we're like Austin, bet the Bengals to plus 800 a couple weeks ago. Now they have a real opportunity to win the Super Bowl here in a couple of weeks. But download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports books. Risk free up to $1,000 for new users. I'm going to have to come up with a bet to put some. Uh, some cashola on the line for the Super Bowl like I did last year where Tom Brady and the Bucks won me over $2,000, which was nice. 
You could be in that same position here in a couple of weeks by downloading the BetMGM app today. Oh, I love when you guys overreact, and Ben always does it. Oh, God, he's in the Hall of Fame now? I'm out. Well, bye, Ben, because if you're that soft and that sensitive and not uh, listening to what I'm saying, then that's ridiculous. Go ahead and leave. But, okay, here's what I think. Joe Burrow is in the Super Bowl in year two, and Joe Burrow is legit, right? I'm not saying he's in the Hall of Fame yet. I'm saying he has set himself up to follow the career path of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. One guy's in. One guy's not in yet because he's just about to retire. So Tom Brady made the Super Bowl in his second year in the NFL, right? And what did he do? He won that Super Bowl, and then Tom Brady went on to win a bunch more Super Bowls after the fact and is the greatest quarterback of all time. I am not saying Joe Burrow, if he wins this Super Bowl, is going to be Tom Brady, but he sets himself up in a great spot to win a Super Bowl title in year two. Patrick Mahomes didn't do that. Patrick Mahomes won it in year three because in uh, in year two, he lost to Brady in the AFC title game because D4 jumped off sides. Or maybe and he didn't he play in his first year because Alex Smith was there. Correct. And Brady also didn't play in his first year because of Drew Bledsoe. And, you know, Joe Burrow played half of his first year because of an ACL tear, which he's come back from miraculously. So it's kind of like year 1B. The other quarterback who went to the Super Bowl in year two of his career, lost that Super Bowl and never got back, Zach. Is Joe Burrow going to go the Tom Brady route where he can win multiple Super Bowls? Or will he be Dan Marino? With Dan Marino of the Dolphins, who came out of pit with a high draft pick, right? Dan Marino was setting the league on fire in his second year and obviously had a Hall of Fame career, but he was with the Miami Dolphins. Not a big franchise. Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. Also not a big franchise. But will Joe Burrow, and I think this game, will determine whether he can be Dan Marino or whether he can try to become more like Tom Brady. And again, I'm not saying if he if he beats the Rams, he's going to be the next Tom Brady. But it's the opportunity in year two of a career with a franchise that has a lot of good things set up, especially with Joe Burrow on a rookie deal like this and all the talent he has around him. Just give him a couple offensive linemen, and dear, dear God, that they'll help him out a little bit. But will Joe Burrow be more like Tom Brady or more like Dan Marino? That is kind of what I immediately thought when Joe Burrow advanced to the Super Bowl in just year two. Well, and another guy, and the, the chat brought it up, is Russell Wilson. Uh, and I don't mind answering this question, but Russell Wilson is unique. You know, it's so hard, and we talked about this a little bit pre-show, it's so hard to compare the actual play of anybody to Tom Brady because he sure. is just, I mean, he's he's revolutionized what NFL football is and what a, the standard of what a quarterback can be when you talk about, you know, and GOAT terminology gets thrown around of all time. But we all know that the greatest of all time is Tom Brady. It's very early, but Russell Wilson is very similar in this conversation where in year two, he went to a Super Bowl. That changed the landscape of the Seattle Seahawks playoff window. And then now I think their playoff window is essentially closed or closing because Russell Wilson wants to get out of town and they need to restructure. We don't know what Pete Carroll is. The guy looks 50, but he's really like in his seventies, right? Mm -hmm. So like, Russell Wilson is also another guy. But between Marino and Brady, this is hard because I think Marino, if you look at his career, a lot of his were about 
lack of weapons or tools, offense and defense, for the Dolphins for the rest of his career, I think this era and Joe Burrow's issue is going to be the competition around him. That, like, what is going to prevent you from going to multiple Super Bowls? Well, you got to deal with the young Mahomes. You got to deal with the young Josh Allen. Just Her- Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be very good, especially because he plays in L.A. They're going to get to a point where you're going to be competing with the L.A. Rams, and the L.A. Rams are in a Super Bowl. They've been in two in the last several years. That's mm-hmm. also a massive market, as I talked about, those tools the wide receivers, the offensive line, the free agents, the pass rushers, those type of guys want to go to L.A. They want to go play with greatness. Now, the good thing is Kansas City and Buffalo are not destinations, but they got quarterbacks good enough where Stephon Diggs has been okay at Buffalo, right? Maybe it was because he was used to Minnesota, and that was a, a, a tough place to live uh, likewise. But I, I think – I think for Joe Burrow, I think he's more likely. It's just such a long career. I mean, how many? No, again, again, this is a very like long play conversation. But I, I think why I liked it is because look, he, I think his attitude is similar to Tom Brady. Like people are asking, like, why didn't you pick Big Ben as the example? Well, because Joe Burrow and Ben Roethlisberger's. Uh, personalities are not the same whatsoever. His personality is more of the driven, confident type of of Tom Brady. Again, I'm not trying to say he's Tom Brady, so I'm taking that the wrong way in the chat. But uh, but I didn't. I don't think Big Ben is the right comparison for for Super Bowl in year two. Now, I think Dan Marino is interesting too because pretty boy kind of carries himself, throws the ball all over the yard. Uh, you, you know, you, you have a lot of success early on. And, and then you never get back because you play with the Dolphins where there's a lot of distractions around Miami. You're not exactly in, in an elite franchise uh, like the Bengals are. And so I, I, I kind of feel like, man, it's all, it's all about if he wins or loses, right? Because Joe Burrow can win this game himself, but he's going to have to win it himself, right? He's going to have to make these plays uh, with his legs and with his arm hitting his receivers and and running around because his offensive line is really bad. His O-line's terrible. And Quentin Spain can keep tweeting all he wants. He's going to keep getting beat too, especially when he plays Aaron Donald. That's going to look, look a lot like Jeffrey Simmons from a couple uh, weeks ago. You kind of led me to water. So my answer is Marino because of what you just said. Well, who's more likely to win the Super Bowl? The Rams. The Rams are a better team. They have a better quarterback. They've got a better running back. And and Cam Akers has come back and just, I mean. I don't understand that. Modern on medicine uh, on steroids. I don't know. How do you How do you, how do you, how you tear do your that? Achilles and come back in like six months? I don't know. Modern medicine, I guess. Now they have Odell Beckham Jr. They've got tight ends that step up. And a defense, they've got a top corner. And, a, and I mean, they have the two. What do we talk about? All right, let's go back to it. What are the four most posi- uh, most important positions in football? The quarterback, the backside tackle, uh, pass rusher, and a cover corner. They have the best cover corner, and they have the best pass rusher. <laughs> Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football. So on top of the best pass rusher, they have the best player in football defensively, and they've got the best cover corner. The Rams should win. So – I will, I will say, and the difference between Brady and Marino was Marino lost his Super Bowl. Tom Brady won his Super Bowl. What is more likely? I think that 
in some cases, like yesterday, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. Hell, I thought the Titans were going to beat the Bengals. So weird things can happen. Joe Burrow can win this Super Bowl, but I think he's more likely to be Hall of Famer Marino-esque because of competition and his back being against the wall to actually win this Super Bowl. And and he plays for the Bengals. Like, he, like, we have to remember, he plays for the Bengals. The Bengals will never do what the Rams did with their salary cap because the Bengals don't spend money. The Bengals have to draft well in order to get into this position. They drafted well with Carson Palmer and, and Chad Ochocinco and TJ Hushmanzada and, and that type of that offense in the mid-2000s. They drafted well. They're not going to go out there and get free agents or trades and give up draft picks and all that kind of stuff to sustain this. But, and so the Bengals, if with Joe Burrow, the like they've here's the crazy thing too is the Bengals picked in the top five the last two years in the damn Super Bowl because they got the quarterback and the receiver to make it happen. And can they? Because they the Bengals historically never spend money to keep their own guys inside. Right, but this they started to more recently. This team is structured very similar to the Andy Dalton, AJ Green teams of old, right? And they went to five straight playoffs, but they didn't have the quarterback to get them over the hump. Now they're not worrying about that monkey being off of their shoulder. Now they're looking here and saying, We have the quarterback, Jamar Chase, if he is anywhere close to AJ Green, which he appears to be, now. They they have the biggest piece to sustain. So they won't be in that same situation, but it's setting up like that. It's setting up like they will be a playoff contender and a playoff team each and every year. They just yes. have young core pieces. The Titans, right. the difference with the Titans is they don't have their quarterback, and Derrick Henry, their showcase, they're basically the showcase guy, is a running back. Which well, and everybody's expensive, right? With the Titans. They've paid LaJuan, they've paid uh, Tannehill, they paid Byard and Saffold and Henry and all these guys and Julio. They're paying all these guys big, big freaking money. The Bengals aren't paying anybody big money besides like Tyler Boyd. Right. And, well, and that's what Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks took advantage early on in his career is and, to get the Legion of Boom, right? right. That's what then, made them who they were. And then when Russell Wilson got paid, they couldn't get the offensive line and the Legion of Boom got old and they fell apart. Welcome to the NFL. It happens yeah, to every team. Right, right. But so, you got to have the quarterback to compete for, let's say, 10 years. 10 years, and the Titans don't have that. Some other teams, the Raiders, I don't believe, have that. And Derek Carr, there's too much question marks there. The Colts obviously don't have that in whatever the hell they're trying to do. But the fact of the matter is, Austin, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills, all three of those teams do. That is the AFC. No more Deshaun Watson. We don't know what his future looks like. But the Dolphins are trying to figure out their quarterback situation. So are the Titans. But if you are in those three driver's seats, Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills, you feel really good about this next decade. You have to. And yes, you feel good about the decade, but, but it's up to the franchise to be able to maximize it. And do I trust the Cincinnati Bengals to maximize Joe Burrow? Hell no. I don't. I don't trust the ownership. Like Mike Brown, well, the Bengals have already done more than what the Texans, the Bills. No, again, I'm not talking like I I get what you're saying here, but they have Joe Burrow. They've got it. Like they've got the guy. I, can they sustain it financially 
and try to put as much enough resources around him long term to have him get here again. Because we're what the whole conversation we're having is is he Tom Brady? Not Tom is he Tom Brady? Is he more like Tom Brady where he's gonna be around for the next 15 years in Super Bowls? Or is he gonna be like Dan Marino where he got there in year two and never got back? And the reason why I'm saying I lean towards Dan Marino and never getting back is not because I dislike Joe Burrow. It's because I don't trust the Bengals front office and ownership to give him the resources to get back again. And so Bengals fans, because I got, you know, Trey Ramey in here yelling who day and all this, and all these other Bengals fans who have flooded our chat because they should be go win it. You got to win this thing. And we, you know, you mentioned uh, that the, the, the Rams are a better team. Well, the Titans were a better team than the Bengals. So were the Chiefs. And it didn't matter then. You know, can you win three straight games in the playoffs as underdogs and be the Super Bowl champions? Because right now the Rams are three and a half, four point favorites at BetMGM. Yeah. I, and and well, I, that's the best part about the NFL is a team can be the worst team in the NFL and then two years later go to the Super Bowl. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't happen. Like in the NBA, that ain't happening. Two years, I mean, Major League Baseball has proven it a little bit, but it takes longer than two years, and you have to cheat a la the Houston Astros to yes. go from worst to first. The NFL, at least in and the Bengals have not won the Super Bowl yet, and they'll have an opportunity to here in a couple of weeks. I just think that you're more and I we both have the same answer. We're just our concern is different. Your concern is more about the franchise the not giving them the tools. Yes. Yes. My more my concern is more about the competition within their conference long term because in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers is older, Russell Wilson is older, Tom Brady is older, Drew Brees just left. Like those are there. Matt Ryan is older. It's just an older conference where the AFC has some really young, talented superstars at the quarterback position. So competition will be more difficult. So that's, that's why. And I think Austin, I think the question is, I don't think anybody has the gut that Joe Burrow is going to be more like Tom Brady because nobody knew that Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady. Those are things that you figure out over like, you know, the next three or four years to say, wow, this is a real superstar that has the it factor. Yeah. And if they just get a little, I mean, Austin, the, the Bengals aren't going to ruin their franchise here in the next couple of years. It's what you said. It's once Burrow gets the big contract, right. that's where the proof is in the pudding yes. on which way he's going to go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Joe Burrow's in year two. You've got him cheap for two more years. Then the fifth year option kicks in and then he's no longer cheap. Uh, and you got to figure out, can you get past that fifth year? Well, he's, with a, with a he's cheaper with a fifth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cheaper with a fifth year option than what it will be paid on the other side of that. Then that on the sixth a... year, yeah. The but the but the fifth years where it jumps tremendously. And look what look at the Chiefs, Zach. And and we'll kind of get to that conversation here in a second. But the Chiefs, they have gone from cheap Patrick Mahomes to super expensive half a billion dollars Patrick Mahomes. And what has happened? The Chiefs have gone from AFC title loss, Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl loss. AFC title loss because it's getting harder around Mahomes because he is that much more expensive. And they lost the Super Bowl last year because they didn't have any offensive linemen. Then they had to go out. They luckily hit 
on two rookie offensive linemen in Humphrey and Trey Smith and were able to get back and kind of sustain themselves a little bit. But now, like again, the game gets harder the more expensive your quarterback is, and so you got to be able to pick and choose where that money's going. Yeah, and, you know, for the, the Titans conversations that we, we have and will have this week and, and next, this was the year that you can go to the Super Bowl. That's why I felt like they could. The Chiefs started three and four, and they were a shell of themselves. Then they knocked out the Bills, who had their struggles within the season. This was this is the year you could take advantage of maybe not a superb AFC. Uh, all these other guys are going to get better over the next couple of years, right? But this was the unique year, and Joe Burrow is taking advantage of it yeah. instead of the Tennessee Titans. All right, so we're going to play a true or false game about Mahomes. True or false, Patrick Mahomes cost the Chiefs the AFC Championship in a, in a trip to the Super Bowl. True or false, Patrick Mahomes cost the Chiefs the AFC Championship game. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I'm. Uh, it's Monday uh, this week, early this week. I get my, uh, I've done my health assessment. It only took about 35 to 40 minutes. It was really close to 30. And now they have submitted my form to figure out what my, what they're going to pitch me, right? What my price is. What, what do all do I get with my plan? And so far, it is trending that my plan will be better for Farm Bureau Health Plans than my previous health plan. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200 locations. You can go to fbhp.com slash A to Z, A-T-O-Z, just like what we use pretty regularly, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Then you go on there and you can take your health assessment and change your health plan. It is the smart way to approach your health health plan and your future. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet and your first deposit. And uh, you get your free Money Monday $10 free bet, which should come in the account later on this morning. And what I'm going to do with it, I'm going to place it in the Bengals' money line uh, in the game coming up in a couple weeks because the Bengals are the underdogs. I've already got one of my free bets on the Bengals to win it uh, from last week. So now I'm just trying to stack up because I got a lot of futures on the Rams too. But, Zach, this is when you made your your big one, right? Because you won uh, uh, 2000 bucks last year this time of year. But don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit with your first bet. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So the question now, true or false, Patrick Mahomes cost the Chiefs the AFC Championship game. Zach, what are the... Uh, what are the, what are the comments? Well, the love of the show, this is just funny. Uh, I, this made me laugh. So the love of the show is going to Ace Rerack, who says, Brittany Mahomes is demanding the game be replayed. <laughs> and that, that is, that is so funny because yeah. if you don't want the smoke, get out of the fire. And my opinion on Brittany Mahomes is last week, you can't want attention. You can't beg for attention. And then when you get negative attention, Say, oh, guys, stop being mean. So that, that's my opinion on that that old deal. But for Patrick Mahomes, look, I think late in the game, and especially on that final 
Well, the final drive of regulation. Let's not talk about overtime real quick. Okay. But that final, they were in scoring distance. They had less than a minute left to play. They were in the red zone. They were within the 10-yard line. And Patrick Mahomes made some decisions to keep the clock running and not give Joe Burrow a chance to get the ball back. Right, He did that strategically. And to save some timeouts and not throw incomplete, that's why he took those sacks. That's why eventually he went into overtime. But Austin, I'll ask you this. When the Chiefs won the coin toss, who did you think was going to win? I actually said to myself, and again, nobody can. My, my wife was in the other room, so she could even like say that I'm right. Uh, as soon as the Chiefs fans erupted in Arrowhead, I said to myself, what makes them think Mahomes is going to score a touchdown when he hasn't been able to over the last two hours? That's exactly what I thought. Uh, and again, I didn't know how I didn't expect an interception like that on like the third play of the game. But the Patrick Mahomes cost his team the game, so my answer is true on this. Now, what do you think about what I just said about he? Yeah, he couldn't get in the end zone for two plus hours. Boom, boom, boom! One, two, three! Right out of the gates on the first three drives of the game, but it really, uh, it really went downhill right before the end of the half. That's where Mahomes started to hurt his team. Well, and I think what should have happened, uh, I'm going to say false. I'm going to push oh. blame, and I'll tell you why. I'm not saying, it, uh, you know, obviously some of it was his fault. I'm not going to sit there and deny, say Patrick Mahomes wasn't the guy that threw the interception. He was. But, Austin, this is where head coaching comes into play. I think who's to blame is Andy Reid. Andy Reid needs to sit Patrick Mahomes down, and this is – you got a great player, but you also have a great head coach. Patrick Mahomes, the reason why the Bengals got back into that game, he started to play too much backyard football. Oh, yeah. He's very good at backyard football, right? So you don't want to take that away from him. But, Austin, it is Andy Reid's responsibility to pull 15 aside and say, Mahomes, let's get back into our offense, do your reads, Make the easy throw to Kelsey and some of the and Hardman. Do some slants. Do some drags. Throw to your your running backs. Don't run around and, and and try to make the big play every single time. That was Andy Reid's responsibility, and he should have recognized that at the end of regulation, at the beginning of overtime. Because what did Mahomes do in the pick? He was just trying to make the big play to end the game, and. He does that a lot, but I think that's where coaching comes in. And Andy Reid pulls him aside and says, look, be you, but make sure that you think about the offense first before you try to do some crazy stuff, right? And look, Mahomes is going to make the decisions he's going to make, but I think that would have gone a long way in whether it was the fourth quarter or overtime to give the Chiefs a better opportunity to win. We all know what happened. But that, I think that's my opinion on this whole deal. I think the, the, the thing with Mahomes is because the why I say true is because, look, there was, what, five seconds left on the clock on that goal line situation right before half. And you, I, I, I truly think the decision to go for one more shot at the end zone was fine, but the, the execution or lack of execution from Mahomes to throw it behind the line of scrimmage and not in the end zone, that was dumb. That's where he first went wrong. And you saw some of that overconfident backyard football style that hurt his team and cost them three points. It's a big difference right there, is it not? And then you see in the, in the you know, they went punt, punt 
on uh, with one first down on each of their first two drives. Then on the third drive of the, of the third quarter of the second half, he threw that interception right into the hands of B.J. Hill, the defensive lineman. And then on the next two drives, it was tied at 21, and he had two shots at breaking that tie before the Bengals took the lead. And what happened? Mahomes took bad sacks on third down both times. And they were third and manageable situations. They were like third and three, third and intermediate, where you could have extended those drives. But Mahomes freaked out. And then he freaked out again on that last drive instead of scoring a touchdown to go take the lead of what he, he almost fumbled the ball away and didn't allow for Butker to kick a field goal. And you're like, and he almost, he lost like 17 yards on that last sack. You're like, what is this guy doing? That's and he really- lost, and then to turn it around and throw a pick in the overtime, it, it, it was, it was the a. coaches didn't do anything. But the Mahomes but, didn't say anything. But Zach, Patrick Mahomes was an MVP player and a Super Bowl champion and a Super Bowl MVP. And Andy Reid, like, sure, is it Andy Reid's job to settle him down? Yes. That's the- why you have a coach over a a, a, a premier player? But is, Zach, you have no idea if 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 Reed did that or not. Do you think Andy Reid just didn't talk to his quarterback the whole time? Well, I'm I don't sure think they had conversations. I think, I think Mahomes wouldn't have done all of the things that he did if he had have actually sat down and said, "Look," and that is that. what that's what coaching is. Well, you don't know, no. you don't know that I mean, there weren't look conversations. What he did, he was running around like like. And you referenced the Super Bowl that they lost to the Bucks. He was doing the same damn thing. Yeah, right? because they had no tackles. But that and that was like Patrick Mahomes. I think I think the stat was, if I had this correct, it's around this number that Patrick Mahomes ran behind the line of scrimmage for like 200 yards in that Super Bowl last year, and Tom Brady ran behind the line of scrimmage in the pocket for 37 yards in that game. Mahomes was running for his life. Mahomes played hero ball and played great. That was like the best touchdownless performance I've ever seen from a quarterback in my entire life was the Super Bowl last year because his offensive line was bad and he and his wide receivers were letting him down. Were letting him down. But Mahomes, it's different. Two different stories. Mahomes was let down by his surrounding cast in the Super Bowl last year. Yesterday, Mahomes was the problem, in my opinion. And and Jarrell says Zach, he's a grown man. Andy Reid shouldn't have to explain every play to him. That's why you have coaches. These these players aren't perfect, right? That's you, why that's the whole point. Is that you and 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 Patrick Mahomes just like anybody, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. We've seen it, Austin. He does get caught up in the fun stuff. Everybody wants to do the fun stuff. The fun stuff is running around playing backyard ball and figuring out. But what Andy Reid needs to tell him and for overtime, stay within your offense. And I think that would have gone a long way. And Austin, we do not know. And I'm not sitting here claiming whether he did or didn't. But his actions showed that that didn't happen. Yeah, but because my, he my, played the exact same way for the entire second half, including overtime. My, again, my entire problem with the point that you're making is that you're assuming that Andy Reid just didn't coach in the second half. Like that's that's what you're saying. I, I didn't I didn't say that's what it sounds. Didn't like. coat? No. Now you're taking it to an but, extreme. Uh, no, well, All I'm saying is talking to Andy, uh, talking to Patrick Mahomes. Say stay within the offense more. That, I, I'm, he, I'm and sure. He didn't. I'm he sure didn't. they had several conversations after the interception, and then after like I, throughout the entire second well, half. But, but Austin, you're assuming just like I am at least. But mine are backed up by actions. 
because he. Didn't. I'm blaming the guy who who got sacked a couple times, three three big sacks, cost his team points at the end of the half. Because Andy Reid, absolutely at the at the end of the first half, everybody knows the coaching staff is saying you have to throw it in the end zone so we can at least get three here. You can't not throw it in the end zone. And what did Mahomes do? He didn't throw in the end zone, costing his team points on his shoulders. That's Mahomes. Because no way any coach at the NFL level or college level or high school level would tell their quarterback to throw it where Mahomes threw it. The player made the mistake. And then he made mistakes several times throughout that second half to hurt his football team. And you don't think Andy Reid was not saying something to him? Of course Andy Reid was saying something to him. So it's on Mahomes. This is on he, Mahomes. He didn't and change. Not, and, and it's a very different situation from Tannehill and Todd Downing. Because Ryan Tannehill was playing within the offense that Todd Downing was calling. And it was a Because bad he doesn't offense. have the ability of Mahomes. <laughs> well, but but again, like Ryan Tannehill was playing by Todd Downing's calls and Todd Downing's rules. Ryan Tannehill was supposed to throw the bubble to Chester Rogers on that RPO and that Todd Downing called. He was supposed to make that throw. Mike Hilton made the play. Uh, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, I'm sure, called a, a play, and Patrick Mahomes out there running around behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of eight on and third and three. And that's as a and I I look at the head coach. Look, Mahomes has blame on here. I, I don't want to just completely just say it's one or the other, but I do think because of the actions of what we saw and Brent's right. Mahomes was playing like Uncle Rico for the entire second half in overtime. Yes. When you're playing erratically and undisciplined, Austin, the responsibility always goes to the head coach to coach the player to calm him down. All I'm saying is, based on the actions of the quarterback, nothing ever calmed down. Okay, all right, all right, all right. right. I'll, I'll ask you another question. I got another question for you before I tell you that question. Tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go get your next ride. Wilson County Hyundai, it's the Sonata, the Palisade, full-size SUV with third-row seating. They got all the bells and whistles that you need. They got Apple CarPlay. They've got Android Auto. You can go in there and wirelessly connect, which is very, very nice. Put up your maps and GPS and have your phone right there on the dash. That is WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory today. Yep. All right, don't forget as well, we got our friends at BetMGM giving you a great deal. It's a perfect time of year to do it. You download the BetMGM app, use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Take advantage of that. Again, code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Make your first deposit, first bet, risk-free up to $1,000. So, Zach, my new question to you is who do you blame more than? Do you blame more Andy Reid for the loss or more Patrick Mahomes for the loss? I blame and more I want, Andy and I want Reed. the chat. I don't want the chat to answer this. So you're asking me or you're asking the chat? I'm asking I'm asking you and the chat. Well, you everybody. knew my answer before you asked. I've just been well, saying for the last 20 minutes what my answer is. I, just I blame you Andy Reid more I wanted because you to, I wanted he's the responsible coach. He's been doing this for years. This ain't his first rodeo. Hell, this is like his 12th championship game he's spent half of his career in the nfc championship game and then now he's spent the last three years in the afc championship four right so like it's stacking up he knows this and it takes a really good head coach and andy Reid is a really good head coach to make sure that you have your player use his powers the right way at the right time 
And I, I felt like that didn't happen based on the actions of the really the end of the third quarter. Well, you can just throw in the second half and overtime because he never Patrick Mahomes played the exact same way. But I believe good coaches sit there and tell your quarterback, hey, sharpen up. And we never saw a, a real drive that was just efficiently executed based on pinpoint precision and not running around the yard. Like, as we've talked about, well, uh, a well, wild man it, that wins yeah. at times. but it, And it's a hard spot for Andy Reid. I don't want to discredit that. It is what, a hard being spot. Being up 21-3? to three? No, no, no. To be able to wrangle in and hone in Patrick Mahomes because of what he does and how he does it on the field. That's right. why. So the, the drives, and I'll get to the chat in a second because we're asking the question, who would you blame more for the Chiefs' loss, Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid? The, you know, like there wasn't a, that drive in the second half because their drives in the second half were 16 yards, 17 yards, 7 yards, minus 2, minus 4. And then they finally got that one at the end where they could only die, get a field goal to tie that was 49 yards where they had the situation where you're like, oh my gosh, it's first and goal at the 5 and they kick a field goal from the 26. So it's it's I I I obviously blame it on Mahomes because Mahomes wasn't executing the play calls. The play calls are typically on time, right? In a rhythm. And what we saw this year from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs was less deep balls, more quick throws, more quick scheme. And in the second half, it was less quick scheme, more Mahomes running backwards and scrambling around and taking a bad sack and, and throwing an interception uh, on to a defensive lineman and then chucking it down the field in overtime and throwing another bad pick. And so I put it on Mahomes because he wasn't executing what Reed and Bienemy were calling. Because Reed and Bienemy early in the game were calling the quick hitting uh pass plays to Kelsey, to Hill, to Hardman, to all of these guys, and then it stopped. And so it's on Mahomes for not executing Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's plans. I just think that we saw extreme backyard football at the end of that right. game. And the extremity, the extreme is, I think, on, on the coaches to, to calm him down. You can be wild and, and run around and do what Mahomes is unbelievable at doing, right? Because he got a lot of first downs with his legs, too. I mean, that was more in the first half than the second. But, right. I, I, like, you're not trying to take his powers away, like I said. It is – I just think that's on the head coach to make sure your quarterback is focused on the task at hand. We've just seen him get a little too wild at the end. I mean, he only th- he only ran three times for 19 yards. It felt more. I mean, Joe Burrow ran five times for 25, and really he lost a couple yards right at the end uh, <clears throat> for that field goal. So, Joe Burrow's 20 – five yards were way more impactful than Mahomes 19 uh it felt but again I I feel like I feel like everything changed with the the end of the first half play that was a massive momentum shift and I, I remember listening because I went on a quick errand right at halftime and I clicked on the Westwood one and the sideline reporter for Westwood one said both head coaches completely different demeanors it was Andy Reid was mad at how the first half ended, and Zach Taylor was, we got him right where we want him. We were down 11 the first time against these guys, and we came back and won. We made a big stop. We got it right where we want him. And so I think 
that that play at the end of the half is really the where momentum shift. shift. I mean, then, everybody felt it. And then the Bengals came out and forced a punt. Like they gave up a first down early on that on that third quarter drive to open the half, but then they forced a punt. And you go down there and you make it interesting. And the Bengals defense, you have to give them credit because Jesse Bates and all these other guys made plays. Von Bell and and B.J. Hill and D.J. Reader and Hendrickson and all of them made nice plays. But Patrick Mahomes cost us in the game, and nobody's moving me off that point. Well, that's fine. You can believe what you're going to believe. I, I do think it will be more difficult for Patrick Mahomes over the next several years uh, to get to where he wants to go. We talked about you know, Roethlisberger out, Brady now about to be out or not in the same conference anymore. That, But these young guys, this is, man, uh, this the NFL salivating at years to come of some of these playoff games in Austin. They take a quick second to appreciate what this NFL playoffs was. This was highly entertaining. All of the games didn't have many blowouts. Minus last wild weekend, card weekend. Minus well, wild but card last weekend. weekend was but but even the Bengals Raiders game came down to it where That's the it, Raiders yeah. on fourth down, they, they could have tied the game, right? So like but from divisional weekend to where we are now going into the Super Bowl, unbelievably entertaining. And that's what makes the NFL so great is that, look, my favorite team was bounced. A lot of the people in the chat, their favorite team was bounced. But we still, I gravitated to to Rams 49ers in the second half because I was like, damn, I did not expect San Francisco to be up at half. But I also did feel like Jimmy G was going to screw it up somehow or not be able to move the ball when he needed to. And that ended up happening. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, so we we had to sit through some ugly wildcard weekend games to get what we got the last the last two weekends, right? Like you had the last six games have all been down to the wire, hold on to your butts type of football with game-winning field goals. How about this stat too, Zach? I don't know if you've heard, heard this yesterday while you're watching any of the coverage. The Bengals' defense has ended their last snap of the last three games have all been interceptions. <laughs> they picked off Derek Carr in fourth down against the Raiders. They pick off Ryan Tannehill uh against the Titans and then they pick off Patrick Mahomes in overtime to give the ball back to their offense to go get the game winning score. That that's the Bengals so last de- play the last drive. The the Bengals defense their the last defensive play the Bengals have had the last 3 games have all ended in interceptions. So here's something interesting. If you look at the NFL and what they did you talked about how good we we talked about how good the games have been since the divisional round and how the yeah. wild card weekend was not good. You know what didn't help the last team in the playoffs. Pittsburgh blown out, terrible game. We all knew that they weren't going to win, they didn't win. Mm-hmm. If you look at the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, we knew that they weren't going to win, they didn't win. The Bucks Yeah, so blew you're them saying out. so you're saying you're saying seven playoff teams is bad. That's well, no, I'm just saying you have to now expect probably more likely that that two versus seven because they don't have the buy. There's a bigger separation between two versus seven, right? Than what we were seeing where the first two teams got a buy, they didn't play in the first round. The competition was better in wildcard weekend, so I don't expect wildcard weekend to change. But damn, the divisional playoffs and moving forward, uh, I hope that we get that uh, each and every year. That would be spectacular. Yeah. What about uh, both four seeds going to the Super Bowl? Is that what it was? Or were the Rams were the Rams the five? Uh, the Rams were the four seed. 
Right. So both four seeds going to the Super Bowl. I found that interesting too. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, unique. Who would have thought that the uh, both number one seeds in the same year get bounced in the first game? Yeah. Unfortunately sure. to the uh, the Titans and uh, Packers chagrin. Yeah, I'm still feeling, I'm still mad. <clears throat> I'm sure everybody watching here is still mad. Just a wasted opportunity that, you know, we'll, we'll have with us for the like. The well, next you feel that months. yesterday because the Titans should have been hosting that game, right? Yeah. The Super Bowl, I think, will be a little bit different because that takes a little bit more for the Titans to get in, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You ready for bad sales job? I am. All right. We do bad sales job every Monday where Zach and I give the other a, a, a bad sales situation that we have to do our best sales pitch with. Uh, but real quick, let me tell everybody about our friends at Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways that you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit uh, by creating extra cash flow for you and your family, uh, getting long-term equity, which means long-term wealth, and get your retirement plan ready. And Renters Warehouse literally does everything for you. You do nothing but get money. They collect the money to send to you. They find the tenants. They go on the calls. They do everything. They set the prices. You do nothing. You just get equity and money. It's great. RentersWarehouse.com. It is Sports. Don't forget, BetMGM. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of sports books. Risk free bet up to $1,000. Risk free bet up to $1,000. You cannot beat that. Download the app today. All right, let's get to it. Bad sales job, Zach. You have two wins on me, right? You're, you're two ahead of me because of last week where I thought I could have had a chance to win that one, but the votes didn't go my way. Uh, so uh, do you have, you said you have rules. Well, what are these rules? Well, you have for- rules. Okay. It, it so- goes with my bad sales job. Okay. Well, let's, let's do it. All right. Um, you will have 30 seconds on the clock and what you will have to do for us in bad sales job. This Valentine's day, you're setting rules. You're setting household rules to your wife. And what you are going to tell your, your wife is, we will not buy anything for the next 20 years to decorate our house. We are not going to buy anything for the next 20 years to decorate our house because you will gift her these Carson Wentz authentic game-used white socks for $149.99. That was a game that they lost 17-27. to 27. What? <laughs> but for $150, this is what you'll you'll gift on Valentine's Day, and you will showcase them in your house. You have to sell us on this, on, on why this is a great idea and why you will be doing this for Valentine's Day. You can get it for $149. I saw this uh, on my like Facebook cookie feed, and I don't know why. $149.99. Carson Wentz authentic game use white socks. From September 13th, 2020, a game in which the Eagles lost to the Washington football team 27 to 17. <laughs> I don't understand what the decorating moving forward means. That you're, you're framing these bad boys. This is okay. going to be the showcase of your house. All right. These <clears throat> socks, they're game used in a in a 10-point deficit. <laughs> I'm about to make a rule that my wife can't be involved in any more bad sales jobs. 
Well, it's a Valentine's Day present. I'm kidding. Uh, Okay. First of all, we actually just finished redecorating our house, so we're in a good spot here for the next 20 years. We don't need to do that anyway. Plus, these new Carson Wentz socks that we're about to acquire, it hits home, right? Because my wife's family's from Philadelphia. My wife's family loves, loves the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Carson Wentz socks, they represent the best of times and the worst in times with a left and a right sock. The best of times is winning the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz on the bench. And the worst of times, stop, losing. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. <clears throat> All right. My bad sales job to you, Zach, is why you think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is the perfect offensive line to stop and shut down Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Vaughn Miller. Why the Bengals offensive line is the perfect offensive line to stop and shut down Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Vaughn Miller in the Super Bowl. I'm getting my stopwatch ready now. Ready when you are. They're the perfect offensive line because they've gotten better. Look at what they've been doing. They had nine sacks against the Tennessee Titans. They only had one sack. They're going to get zero sacks. Plus, with Joe Burrow getting the ball out, look, the Chiefs did a great job of covering Lamar or Jamar Chase in the first half. Second half, they got Jamar the ball quick. T. Higgins, T. Higgins came into the, the part of that. This offensive line has gotten better. Zero sacks in the Super Bowl. That's the trend. Nine one zero. The perfect offensive Done. line for Joe Burrow. Done. All right, who won, Austin or Zach, Zach or Austin? All you have to do is comment our name, Austin or Zach, Zach or Austin. Who do you think won the bad sales job segment? Me with the Carson Wentz socks or Zach with trying to sell Quentin Spain and Isaiah Prince? God, Isaiah Prince is freaking terrible. Uh, so, like, All right, I'm, I'm going to let the comments roll in for a second, and then I'll start counting once. Uh, it's the first to 20 votes wins this one. So. All right, let's get it going. Antonio says me. So 2-0 me, 3-0 me, 4-0 me, 5-0 me, 5-1, is where we are at. More votes. Need more votes to come in. Here to get me to twenty votes to wrap up this bad sales job, but I might I be able. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna come back from this one. No, I don't. I don't think you're gonna come back from it. And I just had a few more votes stringing in. So 
There we go. So I win that one. And I didn't even get to the uh, the worst of times. The worst of times is when I was really going to nail the end, the dismount. Well, the best part is the worst. You didn't have to do the worst of times because you wanted to end on the best of times, right? So the t- the clock actually no one you. No one will know what my worst of times was going to be. And that's just uh, something that you'll never, you'll never know the answer of what my worst of times was going to be for the Carson Wentz Sox. Well, I, 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 I was trying, uh, I was trying, and you did a really good job on it. When I was thinking of like the decorations, because, you know, you could, I was trying to like assume what you were going to do. Carson went socks. You could have been like, well, it's cold outside. We're going to burn those in our fireplace. Right. So I had to be specific for showcasing because I thought about that. I was like, that would be what I would say. It's like, we're going to burn these things. And then you win probably 20 to nothing there. Mm-hmm. So I had to do the uh, shadow box showcase on the wall. Yeah. All right. Well, good show on this Monday. We got our Super Bowl matchup with Joe Burrow and the Bengals against Matthew Stafford, Odell, Cooper Cup, and all the superstars in L.A. with those L.A. Rams. We'll be back tomorrow. we got some Titans topics for the rest of the week, talking about the Rams, how they show what the Titans got to do. I want to have a Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown conversation, and then about what the Bengals advancing the Super Bowl means for the Titans fans. So we'll talk about that throughout the week. Buck Rising later tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Don't forget the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Uh, hit us up on YouTube, whatever it is. We are live everywhere. So we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good Monday. Appreciate it. Adios.